Welcome to another edition of the Montana Values Podcast. In this episode, we discuss Montana's secret codes. If you're a newbie, a wannabe, or a hopeful, and you're headed to the state of Montana, we'll give you a list of tips and tricks for fitting in. Let's get right into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. So Tammy, what inspired this episode is something that we've been thinking about for since the spring of 2020 when a client had come into the office and she was brand new to Flathead County. She'd never been here before to Montana. And she said, I've been driving around the valley all day today and I see a lot of people burning things. Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Can you can you help me understand why everybody's burning something? And my husband just laughed and he said, it's burning season. Burning is a rite of passage in the state of Montana. Every young kid that we know knows what burning season is, is participated in. It's something that you have to go through as a youngster. I remember that I was on the business end of a rake or a shovel during burning season for a good part of my growing up years and have logged a lot of time watching ditches burn and fields burn and with little more than one hand tool and, and maybe a water hose if it stretched long enough, far enough to where you were. Yep. But burning is what you and I call Montana meditation. That's right. And we all know when the seasons are turning because based on burning season. So, you know, in Montana, you have open burn. I don't know if they have it in eastern Montana where open burn actually stops when summer starts. And so we do open burn. As soon as the snow's off the ground, people are burning. We're burning debris. We're burning everything we can find to burn, essentially. And we're always rushing to get in before June 1st because that's when you got to get a permit. And what does the permit mean? Nothing. It basically means you're just telling the fire department, hey, I'm going to keep burning. And the permit doesn't cost you a dime, but it's the fact that we got to go ask some portion of our government for permission to burn. And so everybody's burning everything they can right before permit season because you can still burn year round in Montana. You just got to get a permit to do it. But open burn is open season, man. We know that summer's coming. We're prepping for it. It's finally spring. We've made it through the winter. And then, of course, in the fall, we're all burning too because it's after forest fire season. We're burning and we're getting ready for winter. And so it's a rite of passage in Montana. And if you don't know what burn season is and you don't know that it's actually a shoulder season for the summer and for the winter, then you're not going to fit in very well in Montana. And if you are an expert burner, as I would consider myself to be, my dad was an expert burner and he had burn barrels in addition to everything else that we were burning. He always had a burn barrel going. Yeah. And so I have very fond memories of growing up with burn barrels and that's how we burned our trash. And Mm -hmm. and, and my grandfather lived smack dab in the middle of Great Falls, but when he built his house there, he was out in the country, but Great Falls kind of surrounded him. So he had two and a half city lots there that ended up being city lots and he burned his garbage until the city shut him down he was burning well into garbage delivery garbage pickup time like into the 80s he was burning his garbage in the backyard i remember it when i was a little kid and then the city started citing him and shutting him down so he was a pro yeah he was very good at it we all knew to stay away from the burn barrel but we also all knew that on you know tuesday and thursday nights that's when grandpa was going to burn the garbage (laughs) 
So yeah, burning's a big part of, of Montana. It, you know, it takes out the old and brings in the new. Our farmers and ranchers do it to pre- prepare fields for both to feed their cattle and their livestock so they can have a good hay. And, uh, you know, obviously to prep, prep the fields for the harvest to come. So in the planting, it's how we cleanse. That's right. So next on the list of things that you need to know if you are coming here or brand new here to the state of Montana, vanity plates. Yeah, we're big on that. You know, Montanans don't say much. We're not big talkers. We don't spend a lot of time gabbing. We're visitors, like we'll go to town to visit with folks or whatever. But by and large, we say it all and what we stand for in our vanity plates and our bumper stickers. So we, I think, have the most vanity plates available to the Montana public for purchase when they register a vehicle or a trailer, anything they could possibly register at all, you can get a vanity plate for. I think the last count was something over 60 types of vanity plates. And now I think the DMV has said, whoa, too many different kinds of license plates. We're going to go ahead and scale that back. But I have vanity plates where, you know, I have my children's names on plates of cars that I've designated for them in the future. I have vanity plates for the University of Montana. I have one for fishing, right? Because my last name's Fisher. And I think um, my husband has Notre Dame. I don't know what you have, Mickey, if you have vanity plates. I have vanity plates on on one special vehicle that I own. But we anything from celebration of first responders and law enforcement. That's right. To your favorite nonprofit. True. Is what we have available for a vanity plate. It is a wide selection of everything you can imagine. It's terrific. And you can usually tell what somebody is all about based upon the license plate and what they have personally written on the license plate. So the great thing about Montana is you can go in with seven letters and spell what you want with it and it ends up on a license plate. And so we have more of those per capita than any other state in the United States. So not only can you look at Montana license plates that are not vanity plates and find out the county from where the person driving is from, which I think is fun. I still have a card from my grandfather's gas station that lists all of the county numbers so that any car that goes by, I could figure out what county they're from, right? It's unique how we utilize our vehicles and our license plates as identifiers for us personally. Next on the list, traffic sign language. Oh, yeah. So Montanans, we have a great ability to speak to one another without using our mouths, which is great. So you rarely will see people flipping each other off in Montana because mostly we can't be bothered with that and we try to keep our personal space. But you will always see a two-fingered salute. There is consistent... If you are driving a pickup truck and you do not do the two-finger salute, there's something wrong with you and you're not from Montana. So everybody with a pickup truck does a two-finger salute. And I will tell you, most Montanans who are driving cars do that as well. And certainly a car approaching a truck, there's a two-finger salute. It's kind of like the peace sign and you just pop it up from the top of your wheel, right? That's right. That's right? right. So you're driving, you, you pop up the two fingers because it's, it's like saying, how do? How you doing? Yep, that's right. Here I am. And you'll see it a lot when you come to a four-way stop and we have a lot of those in, in Flathead County. And Montanans have this very gracious way of coming to a, a four-way stop. Even if I get there first. I'm yeah. usually waving people through that right. that come after me. That's right, because it's it's the it's the wave on. It's it's a very polite way that we as Montanans acknowledge each other and we give grace to one another. So Mickey might get to the stop sign before I do, but she might give me the wave on, which means no, no, 
you go ahead. And sometimes you, everybody's stuck at the four way because everybody's waving each other on <laughs> Nobody's and saying, moving. no, no. And then somebody finally will take their foot off the brake to, to leap forward a little bit. But then you could have the leap forward by all four at the same time. So you could spend a lot of time at a stop sign waving each other on. That's right. It's great stuff. Next on the list, personal space. We have big bubbles here in Montana. Yes. We don't like close talkers. <laughs> yeah. Don't get too close when you're talking to me. And mm, there's no reason to touch all the time either. Mm, not necessary. And this is why Montanans have been so good at social distancing. We've been doing it since 1889. We like our personal space. We don't need stickers on the Safeway on the floor to tell us stay six feet back because we don't get close to each other anyway. You should not be close enough to see me writing a check. Because that's rude. In Montana, it would be rude for you to know what I'm writing in my checkbook. And so if you can see what I'm writing in my checkbook, you're too close. I got a little too close and I, I didn't mean to do it, but I, I wanted a better look at the cherry turnover that was in the donut case yesterday when I was in Big Fork and, and I got a little bit too close to the gal and she didn't, you know, give me the sign that you usually get yeah. like, you know, you, you can tell, but I did apologize. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to encroach on your space. I just wanted a little bit better look at that pastry. That's right. <laughs> and so we are very aware that yeah. there is, there's no touchy. We're, we're not huggers. Yeah. By and large here in this state, no, right. no huggy, no touchy. And that's why when you bump into somebody at the bar, that's a call for a fight because we don't bump into each other. There's no bumping in because we all respect our personal space. So if you bump somebody, they will take a strong offense to that because we believe in personal space. And if you're within that two foot radius, the two foot donut around everybody, you'll see people flinch. And you'll also see anybody who violates that boundary say to the person that they're in violation of, oh, I'm sorry, pardon me, excuse me, because they're trying to reach for something on the grocery store shelf or something like that, where they have to, if they absolutely have to invade your personal space, they will apologize for it because it is not a natural occurrence. So when people from like New York City are bumping up against each other, it makes me cringe when I see that on TV or in California or something like that. I don't understand that. And we don't cut in line either. Listen, people, do not cut in line. If there is a line, there's a reason for that line. And unless you're dying or in labor, there is no reason to cut that line. Everybody's got to wait their turn. And that's the way it is. And if you cut in line, that's also a cause for a fight. It ain't just isn't going to happen. We don't like it. It's rude. These are tips that you should know if you're you know, on your way to our area. The next thing you need to know is that locals have a very unique way of taking vacations. Some people call it the staycation. It's not really a staycation. The Montana vacation is finding a hotel with a pool. That's it. Truly. Nine out of 10 vacations that I took as a kid was just finding a hotel with a pool. When I lived in Glasgow, Montana, the Cottonwood Inn had a pool. And we went and stayed at the Cottonwood Inn. And I lived in Glasgow, yet we went and stayed at the Cottonwood Inn because it had a pool. And then we learned, of course, you could actually pay a fee to go use their pool versus the public pool. So during the winter, we would just go to the front desk and pay a fee to use their pool. But I'm telling you, in Montana, a kid's vacation is a hotel with a pool. That's it. That's all you need. Oh, and you might go to like the Lewis and Clark Museum or the State Museum in Helena or, or something the candy like palace. that. Yep. The Candy Palace in Peaberg could do that. But really, Lewis and Clark Caverns, you might do that. But for kids, you're just waiting to get to the hotel with the pool. That's all that you need. You don't have to go very far at all. But that's the Montana vacation. Next on our list is casual jeans are our dress jeans. That's right. 
And so for the snooty poops of the world that are coming here from out of state who think that when you go out to dinner, you got to doll up with get gussied up, get all gussied up with dresses that I haven't worn it. Hell, when I got married, people thought I was wearing flannel to the wedding. So we don't, you know, doll up in dresses. I mean, it's a rare occasion when we do and it's lovely when it happens. But the expectation is when you're going out to a fancy dinner, you're wearing your your dress jeans. And now with COVID, you're wearing your dress stretchy pants. So, and our dress jeans are our jeans. They're just the jeans that aren't as worn out as our work jeans. So we don't gussy up like people from the big cities do. We do our own gussying up. And I got to tell you, there's nothing nicer than seeing a well-dressed man in a pair of Wranglers that are pressed Wranglers. Holy smokes. Very nice. That's hot. Yeah. We thank them for that <laughs> contribution. <laughs> thank you in advance. Yes. Keep doing that, boys. Keep doing that. Next on our list of things you must know if you are headed here or new here, shopping cart etiquette. That's right. We all put away the cart when we're done. You don't see a lot of, of rogue carts rolling around the parking lots, right? Because we know when you use the shopping cart, you have to put it back because honestly, Anybody could pull up. What if it's your granny that pulls up and she can't get in her parking spot because there's a, a shopping cart there? We all recognize that. But in Montana, you will find very few rogue shopping carts. It's all part of the shopping experience. Everyone knows this, that when you're done with the cart, you put it back in the cart caddy. That's right. Vehicle breakdown. So if you are, it just no matter what the season is, if you find yourself on the side of the road, yeah, you can bet that... A third of the next 10 cars that come by yeah. are going to stop and ask you if you're okay and if you need help. That's right. Don't be alarmed by this. Yeah. Because even though this person might be a stranger, you're really not a stranger. That's true. You're just a friend we haven't met yet. That's right. And especially in the winter, if you're worried because AAA hasn't gotten to you yet or you're calling and you can't get AAA or you're in an area where there's no cell service because there's lots of areas in Montana with no cell service, the dead zones, don't worry. There will be a, a pickup truck coming by with the chain. I guarantee you every other pickup truck in Montana has chains in it that they use to haul out our friends and neighbors from the ditch all the time. It happens all the time. So if you're stranded, don't sweat it. Just wait a few minutes. Somebody will come by. They'll have a chain or they'll be able to get you help. Just sit tight. Yeah. It'll be okay. Don't That's worry. Right. Next on our list, no pointy cowboy boots. This is very important. Yeah, this is a huge faux pas. And I think that out-of-staters in particular, well, they bring in the fringe, the turquoise. This is not New Mexico. Don't bring your turquoise. And fringe should only be on cowgirls, cowboy boots when they're in rodeos, as far as I'm concerned. Or if they're going out on a date. And then I think the fringe on the cowgirl cowboy boots is pretty cute. But the pointy-toed cowboy boots for men. There is a rare occasion when that would be appropriate. I don't even know what that occasion is, but it it's generally speaking, nowhere in Montana can it be found to exist. I remember I was down in Ennis and my friends and I were there and we were at the bar and this guy came in and he had pointy-toed cowboy boots on and he was trying to figure out how to be a local, how to blend in with the locals. And so he said to me and my friends, hey, I'm here to go hunting. I hired a guide and I'm going hunting. We're like, oh, good for you. And he said, so I got my gear today and I'm ready to go. And first we said, how long have you been wearing them boots? And he said, well, I got them today. And we said, I wouldn't be hunting in those if I were you. <laughs> and then he said, 
you know, I'm really trying to fit in though. It's important to me because I really like this Montana place. And we said, well, the first thing you got to do is ditch those pointy-toed cowboy boots. They're a dead giveaway. So don't mix your dress boots and your work boots. Sometimes your work boots are your dress boots, but your dress boots are never your work boots. And uh, stay away from the pointy-toed cowboy boot. Only girls can wear those. Dudes can't. So, you know, a couple other things that it's kind of the unspoken rules in Montana. If you want to fit in, you should know this. Girls can bedazzle. They can bedazzle the bejesus out of you, right? That means we can wear any any amount of rhinestone, and I am still a rhinestone girl. If there's any way that I can bedazzle myself, I'm doing it. I even wear shiny eyeshadow from time to time, which is I'm really too old to wear it. But we like to bedazzle. We bedazzle our jeans. We bedazzle our boots. We bedazzle our jackets. We bedazzle everything. It's all right. That's right. But men cannot bedazzle. There's no bedazzling for men. We don't like it. Boys cannot bedazzle ever. This is a sign that something is gravely wrong in your life. You've missed your mark. And then here's the other thing. You will fit in better in eastern Eastern Montana if you accept the fact that every gas station has Tom and Jerry mix in it, especially those areas in the middle of nowhere like Glasgow, Montana. My husband, when he moved here from out of state, he said he was hunting over in eastern Montana and he said, what's with the Tom and Jerry mix? And I said, I don't know. It's just a Glasgow thing. You'll fit in better if you just accept the fact that Tom and Jerry mix is everywhere in Glasgow, Montana and most of eastern Montana. The other thing is, is if you don't, if somebody says, hey, we're going to go downtown because they got grab bags and you don't know what a grab bag is, there's something wrong with you. A grab bag is a bag that our local merchants will put together and roll up the top so you don't know what you're getting, but you're paying a buck to five bucks for it just to see what you're getting in the grab bag and you have no idea what it is. That's a grab bag. If you hear that term and you look at people awkwardly, they will know you're from out of state. This is one of our favorite pastimes, though. That's right. It's like Christmas all over again. You pay a buck and you don't know what kind of crap you're going to get in the bag, but it's great because it's like a gift. It's Montana entertainment at its finest. The other thing is, if you're going to fit in in Montana, you don't have to have been a participant in 4-H, but you better know what the four H's of 4-H are. So 4-H is all over Montana. I was a 4-H member. I'm sure you were too, Mickey. But if you don't know what those H's stand for, the four H's, you'll get swiftly booted out of Montana because we all know what those four H's are. And here's a tip. I'm going to say it once and you better get it first time because I'm not going to say it again because it's super (laughs) secret. Head, hands, heart, health. That's it. That's the last time I'm saying it. Head, hands, heart, health. And it, the 4-H is a terrific program, and you you will be blessed if if your child has the opportunity to go through 4-H. It was awesome. I loved every minute of it. I even lived on a ranch, and I showed my dog. I mean, that was my 4-H pro- project was training my dog. And 4-H is all-inclusive. It, they have brilliant programs for children. They do an electronics model. They get into baking and cooking and raising animals, horsemanship, all of those things that are unique to Montana, fundamental to living here and make this place a great state. Really great people, totally invested in the program. If you have kids and you're moving here from out of state, please get them invested in in 4-H because they won't forget it. It'll be a life-changing experience. The other thing is FFA. If you don't know what FFA stands for, you probably should leave Montana quickly. FFA is a big part of Montana. Agriculture is a huge part of our industry and economy. That's right. 
and that stands for Future Farmers of America. We still believe there are future farmers in America, and we want to do everything we can to make sure they have the same opportunities uh, that our uh, forefathers had to build and develop their own land and develop new and innovative ways to farm and grow crops harvest, all of those kinds of things. It's a tremendous program. It it always has been. It still is. And the way they prepare these kids for a future in agriculture is just outstanding. Yes. And so here's another thing. We say crick in Montana. Nobody says creek. <laughs> Nobody's creaking. We're all cricking, but we're not creaking. So if there is a road called, say, Trumbull Creek, it's Crick, not Creek. It might be spelled like Creek, but it really is Crick. If you say Creek, we know you're not from around here. Very helpful tip. That is a very helpful have, tip. We have a lot of roads and maybe even some parks, yeah. places, campgrounds with Crick in their name. That's right. And here's the other thing. If you're fishing on Rock Creek and you call it Rock Creek, we know that you have an out-of-state fishing license. You have to because nobody calls Rock Creek Rock Creek. Nobody. Not anybody. I promise. And then finally, and this may be the most important part of my life because it talks about food. (laughs) We have some unique restaurants here in Montana. You will be praised and far more accepted if you know the names of these restaurants. Now, the junior high level understanding of the of these two restaurants is if you know what a Taco John's is. If you know what a potato lay is and a Taco John's is, you're in. And that gets you about through the junior high level of Montana knowledge. But if you want the senior and high school level of knowledge, you will also know what the taco treat is because there isn't anything better. It's the best non-Mexican Americanized Mexican food you will ever find. And if you know where each and every taco treat location is, you get the blue ribbon, the grand prize, the humdinger because of a Montana prize, because there are very few taco treat locations in Montana. I can name them all. I'm so in love with taco treats. How are you not the marshal of the... I should uh, be. There should be a parade where I'm the marshal of the taco treat parade. I, I'm so invested in Taco Treat, I actually hired their bus to come all the way over the pass to Kalispell, Montana, to have a big party at my house where I serve Taco Treat. How are you not queen of the snows for the winter carnival? This is wow. an outrage. I know. I don't know. But clearly, I've had plenty. I've never turned down a taco from Taco Treat or any other item they have on their menu. But if you want to be... Only a moron would do that. That's right. If you If you want to be viewed as somebody who really understands Montana, you will understand Taco Treat. And so, folks, we're so happy that you brought us on your journey today, that we can give you these tips. We're pleased to bring you these these tips and tricks and helpful hints if you're headed to our fair state or if you're a newbie. And if you are, we welcome you and we hope that you will carry this list with you everywhere you go until you've memorized it fully and have fully acclimated to the Montana way of life. That's right. And we hope you enjoy your hotels with pools. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Check us out on our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Listen Notes, and Podbay. To sponsor the show or to write to us, just drop us an email at montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.